It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Good evening, and welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com. And today is Sunday, September the 23rd, and we are back in beautiful Austin, Texas, and we're in our downtown studio today, right down on Congress Street. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here to make the show run. And we have another great program in store for you this evening. We had last week off because I was in New York, and I'll be talking a little bit about some of those experiences later in the program. But meanwhile, in a little while after the break, joining us right here in the studio will be Larry Hawkins II, speaker, coach, author, and author of the new book, Five Principles to a Purposeful Life, How to Move with Purpose and Start Making a Difference, a roadmap from here to your highest self. So Larry will be in the office right here in the studio with me to talk about his book, and we'll be videotaping that interview for you to watch later on YouTube. It's always fun to see the interview as well as listen. And Art Mendoza, producer of this program, will join us on this side of the microphone this evening to talk about what will be coming this fall in terms of the artists and musicians that we have on the program and perhaps some upcoming musical events. And along the way, I'll be sharing some news and discussing the connection of kindness and compassion to finding more joy in life. So if you are a regular listener to this program, then you know that that is one of my favorite topics. And this evening I want to share some more new insights about this topic. And throughout this evening's program, if you um, have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air. And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L. If you do have a question for my guest, then you please be sure to call or email while he's still here in the studio so he can answer your questions. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website, drmaracarpel.com, and the podcast, along with any website links that we talk about on the program, will be posted later tonight or early tomorrow morning. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G talkradio.com slash your golden years. And for information from this show, from previous programs, to learn about new programs, 
go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and also all of the previous programs that we have done on, on Blog Talk Radio, you can actually hear all of those podcasts by going to blogdlogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. You can also find out lots of information on my website about my blog. You can read my blog, watch the videos that we have posted of previous interviews that were done here and learn about my book, about my upcoming course, all of that at my website, drmaricartel.com. And be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Cartel, Your Golden Years, for information about this program. Any upcoming shows, you'll learn about it if you are following me on Facebook and anytime I post a blog as well. And any new information about the book, you will learn by following me on my other Facebook page, which is The Passionate Life by Dr. Mara Carpell. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin and in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and with caregivers and for the past few years have also been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this great resource for veterans and for veterans' families, you can check out their website at heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have a question that you want to ask me or some information that you want me to know about? Feel free to send me an email to drmara at drmaracartel.com or go through my website and click on contact or give me a call at 512-626-6973. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. This evening's program is also sponsored by StoryHouse. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have with you in your home or invite them to your next big event or a family reunion. StoryHouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to play a couple of our sponsors' commercials, but don't go anywhere. We're going to be back very soon with Larry Hawkins II right here in the studio to talk about his book, Five Principles to a Purposeful Life. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors.
Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. About memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. All right, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years, and I am here in the studio with Larry Hawkins II. Welcome. Thank you. And we're here to talk about his new book, Five Principles to a Purposeful Life. Yes. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So, so Larry, before we go into talking about the principles, mm-hmm. and I know your book gets into this as well, maybe you can talk a little bit about your history and what led you to write this book. Um, so from a young age, my dad is a pastor, and so I grew up in the church. I grew up watching him lead the community, both spiritually as well as um, in terms of community, and helping to grow and develop leaders, and that really shaped how I looked at the world and kind of how I make a difference. And so when I left home and I went to high school and to college and eventually my place of employment, I was always looking for a way to make an impact and help motivate people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I got a degree in electrical engineering, yes. I still wanted to stay <laughs> close to developing and, and helping and leading people. Mm-hmm. And that journey eventually led to me starting my business and to writing the book. Okay. So you're a long way from electrical engineering. <laughs> What is the business that you have? Uh, so Hawkins Development Group is a leadership development consulting company where we work with companies, organizations, school districts, nonprofits to help develop their leaders, really focus on people-centered leadership mm-hmm. to help leaders be more effective in inspiring their team to achieve things they didn't think was possible. Uh, so that's what we do on an organizational level. And on a personal level, uh, I do life coaching as well as public speaking coaching to help people, you know, send it settle their jitters, and then kind of have a detailed plan of how they can move forward. Okay. All right. So how did you get from electrical engineering <laughs> to that? That's, you know, we think of engineers who, you know, are pretty much focused on, you know, right. on the computer or, you know, they're not really interacting that much mm-hmm. other than speaking technical language. <laughs> so how'd you get from there to hear. Uh, I talk about this a little bit in the book, um, but the approach to being an engineer, uh, more than anything, the thing that's common across all disciplines is it trains you how to think, how mm-hmm. to look, how to sift through the clutter, how to look at a 
I'm going to break it down into tangible, um, modifiable steps. And that mindset I found was very useful whenever I was helping other people. Because I went to college, I want to get a electrical engineering degree, but I didn't go thinking I want to have a 4.0 GPA. My goal coming into college was to be as well-rounded as possible. Mm -hmm. So I got involved with the, the campus with doing a, I was a resident assistant, senior mm -hmm. resident assistant. I was part of a fraternity. I was president of the fraternity. I wanted to have a full college experience because I felt that where I was going, I needed to be more than just book smart. Mm -hmm. But what I found is that the, the book smarts of teaching you how to break down problems and how to approach and how to optimize systems translated very well to looking at people. And how do I help that person identify what motivates them, what makes them tick, so to speak? And then mm -hmm. how do we take what you are passionate about, what you enjoy, and then become a more efficient, optimized version of yourself? Right. So I tell people I went from electrical engineering to people engineering. Mm hmm Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Great. So, I mean, it's perfect that you're on this program talking about those passions. Um, yeah. Because that's my, that's my passion, right? So what do you think leads people to have? What, what do you define as a more purposeful life? Purpose to me is intention, of being intentional with how you approach each day, how you approach each interaction that you have with someone, how you approach each project that you take on, what you do in your job, how you lead your kids, how you lead the community. Purpose is about being intentional. Mm -hmm. um, we are always searching for kind of that why. Why am I here? Why am I in this place? Mm -hmm. Why do I have these talents? And the pursuit of purpose is about finding those answers, about finding why you may be more naturally gifted at working with children versus adults, why you may be more naturally gifted at creating systems than working with people, because there's no wrong way to pursue purpose. It's just about figuring how our journey and our path means and matters to where we're ultimately going. Right. Okay. So you talk about five principles. Mm -hmm. what, what are those principles? So those five principles are principle of motivation. The principle mm -hmm. of motivation says always question your motivations because your motivations are at the heart of every action that you take. And if you're in tune with what motivates you, you can be in tune with what actions that you take. Again, going back to being intentional. Uh, the mm -hmm. second principle is the principle of purpose that I truly and honestly firmly believe that we each have a purpose, a thing or a series of things or reasons of why we're on this earth that we're meant to do that only we can do. That's what makes us unique. Mm -hmm. uh, the third principle is the principle of betterment. The principle of betterment says always leave other people better off than before they met you. Leave them with more. No matter if it's something as small as a smile or something as big as a job opportunity, no matter the scale, leave them with more. Uh -huh. The fourth principle is the principle of contribution. The principle of contribution follows a quote that says a tree is judged by the fruit it bears, meaning you'll be judged by the fruit that you bear, you'll be judged by what you contribute, ultimately you'll be judged by what you do. So being more mindful of how you're interacting with people and, and what you're portraying and putting out there into the world. And then the fifth final principle is the principle of mastery. The principle of mastery says be so good at what you do that other people will put their reputation on the line for you. Not to be so good just for yourself because you're going to have days that you just don't feel like it. Right. But if you're attacking each day with the mindset that I want people to be proud to be able to recommend me, that'll give you access to opportunities and to networks that you otherwise would not have been able to get into on your own. Right. Yeah. Wow, I like those. I like those <laughs> principles. Um, so, you know, what about when people hit obstacles? Um, 
So that's part of what we get into the book because as, when I tell the stories in the book, it's part of telling my life story but also mm-hmm. telling the lessons that I've learned from it, mm-hmm. both the positive lessons and then the mistakes that I made. Um, and what I found is the mistakes are where the true growth happens because you're going to run into hurdles, obstacles, and things that you didn't expect and plan for. And those are those opportunities to learn more about yourself, to learn how right. to look at the world a bit differently. Let me try something that I wasn't already doing. Mm-hmm. And even if you do it and it fails, that's fine. As long as you learn from it, you're failing forward. So failing forward. Failing forward is, is a concept of continuous progression mm-hmm. and always realizing that even if I'm facing something that I wasn't expecting or I didn't want, I can learn from this one way or the other. Either I get on the other side of it and I keep moving forward or I run to a brick wall for a second. I step back, I reset, okay, what can I do differently? Mm-hmm. And those obstacles, those failures, they prepare you for where you're going. So looking forward to those obstacles is, is beneficial. Right. You know, I have heard that the people that are the most successful, those people that we know of that are famous, that are extremely successful, had more failures than most people. Yes. <laughs> I think it was um, potentially Albert Einstein who said, um, I, going to the concept of like failing a thousand times is I would I didn't fail a thousand times I just there's a thousand things that I tried that didn't work right so it's trial and error yes right rather than thinking of it as failure yeah it's it's an opportunity to learn mm-hmm. even though the the lessons may come in a very unsatisfactory unexpected form being able to stay true that and realizing that okay this is to make me better and so how do I use this lesson to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there may be some people listening who feel like when they fail, they get knocked down and they just don't know how to get back up. Yes. Do you have any <laughs> any suggestions based on your experience mm-hmm. um, or, you know, the things that you teach that could help someone to be able to get themselves back up on their feet? Um, something I've found about those moments where you, in a way, hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm is those are the moments where you can assess, am I on the right path? Am I taking the right approach? Because sometimes you're not. Uh, one of the stories that I occasionally tell about the business is whenever we first founded Hawkins Development Group, we were developing our business plan. We had this multi-step plan. Okay, this is what we're going to do because this is going to work. We know this is going to work. We know this uh-huh. is going to work. This is going to happen. Well, we launched the business, and the number one step on our plan failed. Mm. And it's like, oh, well, what does this mean? Because we had a, a, a multi-year roadmap of you know, how we were going to build this right. business. Right, you and, had the best laid plan. Right, and step <laughs> one failed. Um, and that was probably the best thing that could have happened mm-hmm. because it forced us to step back and just look at it with new eyes. Because we're the ones living our life, and we're the ones making our decisions, our decisions that we can have our own rose-colored lenses on when we're ignoring the red flags and, you know, we're just, right. just going to keep moving because I know what's best. And those rock bottom moments of that, that failure, that's your chance to step back and be objective. It's like, okay, maybe I didn't know everything. And that's okay. Let me examine this to see is there something I can do differently or should I change the direction I'm heading in altogether. Mm-hmm. But it's usually we don't have those come to Jesus moments, so to speak, until we hit that ultimate failure. Right, right. I always tell the story about how when I first got to college, I had always done well in high school, and I got to college, and my first test, I failed. <laughs> it's an eye-opener. It was an eye-opener. Um, 
Luckily for that class, the teacher, you know, professor dropped the lowest grade, mm -hmm. and I quickly got myself back up and said, well, wait a second. I know that I know this stuff. Obviously, I'm studying wrong. I'm studying like I did in high school, and now I'm in college. I have to study differently. Right. Yeah. And that was the best thing that could have happened because that semester I ended up getting a 4.0, right? Because I was like, no, this is not going to be <laughs> But I think some people have a tendency to feel just beat by that. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm a failure. And, and to those people, I, and too, when I start to do coaching with someone, I, I meet them at that moment where mm -hmm. everything that they were trying was a failure. And one of the first things that I iterate to them is that, Failures, even the worst of failures, are part of the pursuit of purpose because purpose is a journey. Usually people think of purpose as a switch, that you flip it, oh, I found my life purpose, and that's not the way that it works. Right. It's a journey, a series of steps where you're, you're trying things that may work, they may not work, and they'll redirect you as you go. I look at purpose as a series of inflection points mm -hmm. where you have those moments where you're faced with a decision and you're either going to go left or you're going to go right. And then depending on which way you're going, that's what's going to shape the rest of your path. And with purpose, it evolves as we do. So what you may enjoy today may change a month from now, and your pursuit of purpose will change accordingly. So those failures always help them put in perspective, this is part of your path. Mm -hmm. This is part of your pursuit of purpose. If purpose was easy and there were no failures, everybody would do it no problem, and I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> but the pursuit of purpose is not easy, but it's worth it. And knowing that I'm here for a reason and just accepting that, and I may not know what that reason is, mm -hmm. but I know that I'm going to figure it out if I keep walking down this path. That's how you keep moving forward. I was just checking to see if there was a question, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> um, do you think that people's purpose changes over time? I think it evolves. Mm -hmm. and I mentioned this earlier because as we grow, our pursuit of purpose grows because even when I looked at my own pursuit of purpose, the very first time that I considered the notion of purpose, it was, okay, my purpose is to help people. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a very broad mm -hmm. statement. Right. And so I took some time to start digging into it more, and then I came to, okay, my purpose is to develop people. But even the wording of develop is a full scope process. It's, we start where you're, you know, your point A, and I help see you all the way through point B. Mm -hmm. And what I realized by journeying through my, you know, path of helping other people is I enjoyed getting someone excited and pointing in the right direction. And I had the, school, the, the tools and the ability to help them get to point B, but I, did, I wasn't as excited about helping them get to point B. And then I realized maybe it's not as much developing, maybe it's more of inspiring and helping someone embrace the idea of purpose, point them in the right direction, and then help them go on their way. Right, And that was a continual evolution that even now, you know, where I am now, that's where I feel that I, I'm, I've served the best, but I don't know what the future holds. But I do know that helping people pursue purpose and understand what that means for them is going to be part of that journey. Mm -hmm. So your purpose, I don't know if I would say it changes as much as it's going to evolve as your awareness of the world evolves. Right. And maybe it manifests differently. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. 100% manifest it because when I first started, I said I wanted to have a business where I was doing computer repair. Mm -hmm. That was my first idea of being a business. Right. And if I could just tell 10-year-old me 
Like, hey, like, now you get that idea. <laughs> but things are going to evolve just a little bit. Right. And it's okay. Again, it's part of the journey. And you're, and you're, uh, what you're doing might change in another yes. 10 years. Absolutely. But I know that whatever whatever I'll be doing is going to be people-focused because that's people where my heart is. Right. Okay. All right. So so right now you do coaching. Mm-hmm. What what would be the ideal person that would come to you for mm-hmm. your coaching? Um, so there's a variety. One being people who feel like they're stuck, whether they're stuck in their career or stuck in their life, that I'm here and I don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know up from down at the moment. Right. And with those people, I like to help look at where they've been, and then identify common themes and common and things that they've experienced as a, a a model of if this is where you've been and how you where you got you to this point, then how do we use what we've learned to make you help you make the right next step. Uh-huh. Um, also, people who are already in the, the scope of pursuing purpose, but they're having trouble because the thing about purpose is there's so many things you can do in the world. And having being able to identify that one thing or that two to three things is really difficult for some people. So helping people see through the noise and uh, be, in, again, intentional in what their next step is. Um, and then those people who are already in the pursuit of purpose and they're doing great, I tell them, I'm happy for you. If I can give you any advice from my, you know, my path, let me know. But for those people, they're usually on the right path. Right. And that may be more of a, well, let me just pick your brain to see how you went through what I'm experiencing now. And I love doing that because I get a chance to pull on my failures to use those to help other people. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, even somebody who's, who, has, who knows what they want to do and is yeah. already on the path is going to come up against obstacles, yes. right? Yeah. Or sometimes the path, it seems so slow, right? right? Yeah. And, and they need a coach. Yeah, and the scope of that coaching will change based off of where that person is and where they're trying to go. I've been working with one lady, and I've been working with her since February, mm-hmm. and we meet. It started out meeting weekly, and then we went to biweekly, then we went to monthly because her needs were starting to evolve. Whereas there's coaching I've done, where I just need to meet with you two times this month, and then I'm I'm good to go. One thing I like I like about my coaching approach is I always cater it to the person. There's no, hey, if you sign up with me, you have to have a, a minimum number of sessions. Uh-huh. It's always geared toward what that person needs because, again, the pursuit of purpose is unique to each of us. So how can I take a standardized approach to how I can help you when right. everybody's different? So do people have to be here in Austin to get your coaching? Uh, no, I do virtual coaching also because, again, not, I want to help as many people as I can and I, while I live in Austin, there are people who exist outside of Austin. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so I had to, again, with, with technology and the way the world goes, I had to be able to evolve and evolve my way out of approaching and helping uh-huh. people to meet that. Okay, so people can Skype or? Yeah. Skype, phone call, email. It, it, it's really, again, what okay. is best for them. Right. And, um, and you also do public speaking? Yes. Yes, I, the very first time... I gave a speech. I was terrified. My dad, again, he's a pastor. He would have me stand in front of the church mm-hmm. and give my remarks. And every year he'd see me do it over and over again. And I'm glad of that because now I get a chance to stand and speak before crowds of you know 300 or as small as eight. While I work with organizations to again train their leaders, train their employees to figure out hey what does purpose look like to them and then how can they infuse that into their job. Okay. All right. So if people are interested in having you coach them mm-hmm. or 
they're they're in an organization that feels that they could use someone like yourself to help them inspire their leaders, Mm -hmm. or they want to read your book, which is great. I read this. I couldn't put it down. (laughs) I read the whole thing in one sitting because of that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was great. Really interesting, inspiring story. Um, How can they do that? How Um, can they? To get the book, the book is on Amazon.com, Five Principles to a Purposeful Life, um, and you get, it qualifies for Amazon Prime shipping, so you can get it in two days. Mm-hmm. I wrote it to help people who, you know, don't have a lot of time. They need to sit down and focus for a bit. It's written and formatted to do just that. You can read it in one second or you can stretch it out. Um, to contact me for coaching, my email is Larry at HawkDG.com. That's H-A-W-K-D as in dog, G as in go.com. Mm-hmm. And for inquiries about our business, help us for if you want us to come in and, you know, in employee development and leadership development, that will be info at hawkdg.com. Okay. And the website is obviously hawkdg.com. Okay. And I'm going to post all of that on my web post about this program later tonight. So if people didn't have their pen and paper ready, they can um, just go to my web post later tonight. It'll be there, and they can click on those links. Perfect. All right. So thank you so much for the program. It's all mine. Thank you. Um, you just... I, you know, I think just being around you is inspiring, <laughs> and I think that that's, that's half of it. That's very humbling. Thank you for those so, I think that, you know, I think that's a big part of, of people being inspired on their path is to be around someone who has that enthusiasm as you do, and so that, I, I you know, is really wonderful. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, um and I'd love to have you come back. Oh, I'd love to come at back. At some point in the future when, you know, as you've moved along your path and you talk about what you're doing. I would absolutely love okay, to do that. thank you. All right, so we're going to take a brief break. Um, don't go anywhere because we have more to come. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Plans for that kiss 
And they know how to kiss They say that we're one hour behind But the senoritas, they keep us in time That poppy CT just blows through my mind Takes me back to my place Punta Mita time memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And I really love um, this book, and I really enjoyed speaking with Larry Hawkins because, as I said during the end of our interview, just being around him makes you feel inspired, and you just can't help but want to know the, his secret to how to, how, you know, how to be inspired because, um, you know, I met him at a networking meeting a few weeks ago and I just felt like I have to have him on the program because he just inspired me. And as I mentioned, I read his book in one sitting on my way to New York a couple of weeks ago. Um, his story is in the book and the principles as well. And I think, um, you know, having a purpose and meaning is important in our lives, no matter what age we are. So, you know, as a as children, you don't think about it so much, but you start to think about it as a teenager. And I think that that feeling that we need to have purpose stays with us all the way through to 105 or however long we live. Um, we always have to have purpose in our life. And as he said, how we fulfill that purpose evolves as our life changes and how we and as we learn new things. And it may not be like a career change, obviously, if you're 85, but there are things that you can do to fulfill your purpose either, either even at 85 or 95. 
Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about um, a part of, you know, the approach to purpose. I think it's all related when I talk in a little while about um, kindness and um, compassion and how that relates to joy. And I think feeling joyful is really feeling that you have a purpose in life. Um, It's hard to feel true happiness and joy um, when you don't feel like you have a purpose. You can feel happy about external events, but true inner joy and and happiness comes from that feeling of purpose. But before I get to that, let me talk about some news. Okay, so I haven't been on the air in two weeks, and um, so I didn't get to, to talk after my book launched to print. So the book launched to print on September 10th, and during that week, the Kindle version hit number one in 10 categories and around the world. So it is now actually considered um, an international bestseller. And I was surprised by some of the countries where it hit number between number one and number three. Um, of course, Several of the categories were here in the U.S. and healthy living, personal health, transformational, personal growth, um, self-help. And it also hit personal health number one, no, number three in personal health and personal transformation in the U.K. And um, it also hit number one in personal transformation and healthy living in Germany. And it hit number three, mind, body, and spirit, and number four, I didn't see that one, in health and wellness in Italy, number three in self-health in Japan, number one in healthy living, personal transformation, and healthy and, um, yeah, personal transformation in Canada, and Healthy Living, number one, in Australia, and Personal Growth and Inspiration, number two, in Australia. So I'm just, I'm so grateful for that, and I'm grateful for any listeners out there and anybody who helps me by um, downloading the book on Kindle during that time um, or by posting it on your social media or letting other people know about it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. The book is still available on Kindle. It's at a very low price. It's $5.99. It's not free anymore. It's not $0.99, cents, but it's only $5.99. And it is now out on paperback for those people who enjoy reading a book and having a book in your hand, which I enjoy. And I can't wait to get my book. Um, the author copies take a little longer, so I haven't even seen a book. But I still have already received their books and... I'm jealous. I can't wait. So that's that. So to buy the book, just go to Amazon, and you can look for my name, Mara Cartel, or you can look for The Passionate Life. Now, there are several books that start with that, so you need to put in The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age. So you can just put in Creating Vitality or The Passionate Life, and then my name, or part of my name. And you'll you'll see both the Kindle version and the paperback version. 
It's also available on some other online sites to buy to purchase books. Um, I don't know all of the sites that it's on, but I did notice today when I looked that it's on Goodreads, Goodreads.com. Um, it's also on Awesome Gang. I never heard of that. AwesomeGang.com and GoodKindle.com. Um, so those, there are some other um, websites where you can purchase it. I have been told that it will be on BarnesandNoble.com. I haven't seen it there yet, but to be on BarnesandNoble.com. So any day it'll be over there. And to purchase a book in person. Um, you know, at a bookstore, you will need to go to one of the bookstores where I have a book event at this point. Um, I haven't um, marketed to bookstores. Most bookstores really um, want you to um, have had a book event there before they sell it so that people will come in to look for it knowing what they're looking for. When it just sits on the shelf, it just sits on the shelf. So here are the book events that I have so far. If you're here in Austin, Texas or the surrounding area, I have a book signing and a reading on Tuesday, October 9th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at Book Woman. And you don't have to be a woman to to come to the event. (laughs) So that's Book Woman right here in Austin, Texas on October 9th. 7 to 8.30 p.m. I will also be in the Colorado Springs area on October 21st, and that is in the town of Manitou Springs, and that will be, um, I believe that's at 3.30 to 5.30 on October 21st in Manitou Springs at Good Karma Cafe. So that is not a bookstore, so I'll be bringing books to sell and sign for anybody who wants them, and I'll be doing a reading. I also am going to be on South Padre Island on January 25th at Paragraph Bookstore on South Padre Island. That's Friday, January 25th. Um, That will either be in the mid-afternoon or the late afternoon. I think it will be 4 to 6 but the details will follow. And I'm also arranging some other book events here in Texas, possibly in Colorado, as well as in New York when I'm up there in the winter and in the spring. So I will be posting, I will be starting to post the dates that I already have um, on my website, and they all will be on my Facebook pages, both Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, and The Passionate Life by Dr. Mara Carpell. So if you follow me on Facebook, you'll find out um, the the exact details of where and when I'll be doing book events. Um, the other news, I, my last blog was a couple of weeks ago in thriveglobal.com, and I have another one on the way, so stay tuned for that. You can read those on my website, and you can also find out when they go to print by following me on Facebook. And I think that's it for the news. So I I did a book event last week while I was in Yonkers, New York, at an independent and assisted living community for seniors. 
And it was a very big turnout. I had about 75 people there. And um, I didn't have any books yet. Um, Some people pre-ordered from me or downloaded it from their Kindle. And um, so I used the entire time to speak. And what I found was I talked about all of the different topics of the book, and what I found really resonated the most when I spoke about the topic of kindness and generosity um, for and compassion to achieve joyfulness. And so that's why I thought it, it would be a good idea for me to speak about it again um, here because I, always, I talk about that topic a lot. But there were some new thoughts that I had about it. And I think that the reason that that resonates so well, these are, these are just my theories about it, um, Number one, I think right now especially, we really, really crave more kindness and generosity around us because there's so much negativity and anger um, out in the world and on social media and on the news. People have gotten meaner about that as well before. I blame some of it on social media because I think that when you're sitting behind a computer, it's much easier to say things that you wouldn't normally say to people. You would be a lot more polite if you saw them in person. And I think now people are so used to speaking so negatively on social media that it translates to being more negative in person. But they've gotten used to it and start using the same language and way to approach people in person. And I think a lot of people miss the old kindness that we, and and the politeness that um, used to exist. So there's still a lot of politeness and kindness out there. It hasn't gone away. I've met some really wonderful people along my path. But I think that we have to be more conscious of remaining kind and one of the things that there is giving that talk was I have discovered that um, when someone is not polite to me, when somebody actually is mean and nasty, um, if it's possible to be kind back in that moment, if I'm not so upset that I can't even find that ability to be kind to that person, um, it really helps to be kind back to that person if I'm if we're able to do that. And one of the things that I mentioned was that when you do that, it causes the other person to to um, either a look at themselves and the way that they've been behaving, have a little bit more self awareness, maybe even apologize for their. Um, the way that they've been behaving, their bluntness. B, it might and de-escalate the situation. Or C, if the person is so stuck in the darkness of their negativity, then your being kind will 
be so difficult for them to deal with, then they will just leave and they will leave you alone, which is okay too. Um, The person who is being mean will just leave. And I've had that happen where I've been nice to someone who was not very nice to me and they just walked away or they just stopped talking to me. Um, It was interesting because, you know, I have... There was the out of the seventy five people there was one person who who was in the audience who didn't like what we were talking about, and I'm not sure what the difficulty was. It wasn't clear about you know she wasn't clear about what she didn't like about what I was saying, but when I got to talking about kindness and and when I kindly asked her if she had a question. Um, it ended up, she left by falling asleep <laughs> and became quiet. So just the discussion of kindness caused her to sort of leave. So that's an interesting um, an interesting thing that came out of that discussion, an insight. The second insight that came out of that discussion was that I discovered recently that when people are unkind to me and mean, when I leave that situation, rather than being mean to the next person that I meet because I'm so upset and in a bad mood, I am extra kind to the next person. I am more conscious than ever of being kind to the next person that I meet. And I hadn't really thought about that until I was talking about it to this group. And that has happened multiple times. And when I had done that, number one, I felt really good. That negative situation dissolved. And now I felt really, really good being kind to another person. Number two, Some of those situations where I have been kind to the next person that I met have developed into friendship. I ended up becoming a friend or a connection, a business connection, a networking connection to that next person, whether it's online, in social media, or in person, by being kind to that next person. And number three, and this brings me to the topic of the benefits of kindness and generosity in general, and that is that I know that that person felt really good, that I helped someone, and that in itself helped me feel good. So, you know, I've talked about this before, that there are many benefits to being kind to another person and to having generosity. And that these benefits only help us, they only are are there. We only have the benefit when we don't expect anything in return. When we do it just because it feels good to help someone and we don't even expect anything as simple as a thank you in return, we receive all kinds of benefits. And we feel good. We feel happy. And physically, health-wise, we receive an increase of uh, 
our, our immune system. We start producing more immunoglobin A, which increases our immune system. We, we feel less pain because we have a rush of endorphins, those wonderful mood-elevating chemicals, and we have an increase of serotonin, that neurotransmitter, the brain chemical that, <clears throat> that helps us to feel happy and helps us to sleep better. And as I've mentioned in previous um, radio programs, that when we produce more serotonin in our brain, it has a much better effectiveness than when we take an antidepressant medication. I'm not saying to stop taking antidepressant medications if you're on them. What I am saying is you may not need them at some point. Tonin is what those antidepressant medications are meant to do, either to um, create more serotonin in our brain or to mimic the increased production of serotonin. And when we can produce our own serotonin, then we don't need the medications as much and we have no side effects. So just by being kind to another person or other people and not expecting anything in return can help to increase the serotonin in our brain. It also, as I've mentioned before, helps the person who um, receives the kindness to have increased um, immune system and increased serotonin in their brain because now they feel like there are people out there in the world who really care about them. And that's really important, especially when they may feel that other people have been unkind. So our kindness really goes a long way in helping another person. And we don't even know how far it goes. We don't even know, um, we may never know what, in what way we affected that person's life by being kind, but it could have been extremely dramatic. It could have been your smile or your kind words or your holding the door for that person or you're helping them with by giving them some money that they need or doing something for them or carrying their packages, whatever it is, even the smallest gesture may have had a dramatic effect in their life that we cannot even imagine. You know, I've talked to clients of mine who have been suicidal, who who decided that life was worth living just because Another person at that moment when they were considering taking their own life, another person had done something kind for them, even something small, enough to make them feel that their life was worthwhile, that they were worthy of having someone be kind to them so they didn't take their life. So that's pretty dramatic. And then the benefit is towards the people who watch the kind event. The people watching it on television, you watch a video of someone doing something really kind for another person, and suddenly you're crying tears of joy. You feel really happy. You feel really inspired. Um, You feel energized. You're releasing endorphins, those feel-good chemicals, just from watching 
someone else be kind to another person, even if they're not right there in the room with you, even if it's something that you're watching on a screen. There was a study of uh, people watching videos of Mother Teresa doing all of the wonderful things she did to help people, and those people watching the videos had that increase of endorphins and immunoglobin A, which is the immune system booster, and they came up with the title of that effect as the Mother Teresa effect. So the people in the room had the mother who were watching on a screen had the Mother Teresa effect. People who volunteer um, have been found to have what's called the helper's high. So they have found that um, following seniors around who volunteer, that the seniors had the helpers high, that they had an increase of endorphins, they slept better, they had decreased physical pain, they had increased immune system fighting off diseases and the common cold from volunteering. So that's pretty amazing. Um, when I was thinking about this, I came across this book, it just kind of synchronistically happened that I came across this book called Loving Kindness by Sharon Salzberg, who's a best-selling author and the co-founder of the Insight Meditation Society in Massachusetts. And she has a section in her book about compassion. And so... I've been talking about being kind and just doing kind, generous deeds, but it goes further than that. When we really want to be kind to other people, there's a little bit of pain involved. And I say pain um, because I'm talking about emotional pain when we really feel for another person who might be going through a rough time allowing ourselves to help them carry the pain, having compassion for them, we feel some of that pain. And many people, most people, try to avoid pain and by doing so have become sort of devoid of compassion and cold. And when you are cold and cannot feel compassion for another person, it's very difficult to really truly be kind. And it's also difficult to experience happiness, true happiness and joy, not just the happiness of winning a lot of money or having the things that you had hoped that you would have, having a nice house. That, those, those are external um, external things that are not permanent and you might feel good but it's temporary the feeling of joy and inner happiness and having a purpose as Larry Hawkins was just talking about goes deeper than that and part of that is feeling a really important part of that is feeling compassion and what um What Sharon Salzberg writes is the feeling we call compassion is often misunderstood. So 
some people think that it's being terribly overcome by somebody's sorrow, like having a stake through your heart and having the burden of somebody's pain burdening you as well. But it, it doesn't have to be that way. That's not really compassion. Um, it really is about understanding another person's pain, willing to feel some of the pain, being open to feeling their pain, but helping to carry it, helping them to carry it through to feel better. Um, So it's recognizing their pain and not trying to sweep it under the rug. She, as she wrote, while suffering is not all there is in life, it is clearly if we are to develop true compassion. So letting another person know that you understand them is, is probably the biggest kindness that you can give to another person. As she wrote, the state of compassion as the trembling of the heart arises with a quality of equanimity. Can you imagine a mind state in which there is no bitter condemning judgment of oneself or of others? The mind does not see the world in terms of good and bad, right and wrong, good and evil. It sees only suffering and the end of suffering. What would happen if we looked at ourselves and all of the different things that we see and did not judge any of it? We would see that some things bring pain and other things bring happiness, but there would be no denunciation, no guilt, no shame, no fear. How wonderful to see ourselves, others, and the world in that way. When we see only suffering and the end of suffering, then we feel compassion then we can act in energetic and forceful ways, but without the corrosive effects of aversion. To be compassionate, this is important, to be compassionate is to wish that a being or all beings be free from pain. To be compassionate is to sense from within what it must be like to experience someone else's experience. So it is true empathy. It's understanding another person's pain and to wish for them that they don't feel pain and to let them know that you understand them and that you're not judging them for their pain and what they're going through is probably the biggest kindness that you can give to another person. And I can tell you that from my own experiences. I think that that's that drives me in what I do as my livelihood because it feels really good to be able to be there for another person and let them know that you understand and that you care and that you're not judging. And just doing that for another person, you can actually see their pain decrease and melt away because they know that they're not alone in what they're feeling. And that is the the darkest part of pain is feeling alone with it. And when it feels like there's someone there with you, walking with you, then the pain is not so dark and it starts to dissipate. 
and what a wonderful feeling of joy to be to be able to give that gift to another person without expecting anything in return. So I you know that I think I want to end this discussion right there because I think that's a really important point and I think being kind and being generous is doesn't stop at holding the door for someone which uh, all of those you know holding the door and helping giving someone money all those things are wonderful but having compassion and letting someone know that they're not alone with their pain and they're not being judged for their pain is probably the biggest kindness and the most generous act that we can give from one human being to another. And the outcome is just more and more joy and health for us and for the other person and for everyone around, and it just ripples to create more and more joy and kindness in the world. So on that note, we're going to take a brief break. And when we come back, the producer of this program, Art Mendoza, will be joining us to talk about some upcoming events and maybe talking about music and art on this show and some some events that are going to be happening. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
And we're back. And joining me right here in the studio is producer of this program, Art Mendoza, to talk about some things. What are you going to talk about, Art? The weather. It's raining. So, uh, what's going on? Not too much. Getting ready to talk to some artists that are going to be coming on the show. If you remember, Lauren Silva was on a long time ago. She is now Monty. And she'll be coming on in November, maybe the end of October. And uh, we're going to do another recording with the Mona Lisa Twins from England. They're doing a, they have a new album, and uh, we want to know about that. And also the trumpeteer Sydney Bradley, who we talked to with uh, our saxophonist. I can't place her name right now. Paula Atherton. Paula Atherton. And uh, she has a new album coming out, and I thought for fun we would get uh, Mark Rodriguez from The Brew to come and talk, because he just makes you laugh no matter what. Oh, yeah, he's funny. So, that's what we have going so far, and uh, just also talking about uh, the... Uh, I also, I wanted to bring up that when I was in New York, I met a concert pianist who's, who's going to be in Europe for a year, Eastern Europe, so Heil Nasseri, amazing piano player. And he agreed to be on the program from Berlin sometime. So that will be a taping that we'll do as well. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. You know, there's always new artists coming in and old ones. And it's time to go home, so let's get out of here. That's it? That's it. All right. So before we get out of here, let me tell everybody what's coming up next week. We have a great show next week, so don't miss it. Next Sunday, September 30th, we'll be back with another live program, and we'll be joined once again from Dashan Island in the Puget Sound by worldwide speaker, blogger, minister, and author of several books, including The Power of Pause and Sanctuary, Creating a Space for Grace in Your Life. Terry Hershey, and he's always great, so you don't want to miss that program, and again, if you miss it on September 30th, you can listen to it on podcast, and we'll have more, we'll have some other topics and and some more music, perhaps some musicians, and if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show, get the website links that my guests talked about on the show, learn about upcoming shows. Listen to all of the previous programs, read my blog, all of that. Learn about my book. Go to my website, drmarikarpel.com. Also, be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Years, and The Passionate Life by Dr. Mara Carpel. You can also hear all of the podcasts that we have done here on Blog Talk Radio by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And we're coming up on five years here at Blog Talk Radio, so that's a lot of shows. And, in fact, you can hear tonight's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blogtalkradio.com, slash your golden years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist Dr. Ronald DeVere and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guest, Larry 
Hawkins II. And of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show.